I'm Polly Warren and welcome to the Positive Perimenopause podcast. This is the place for some positive inspiration to help you through the rollercoaster ride of perimenopause. I truly believe that with the right support, knowledge and wellness tools, you can feel your best yet. Because I'm learning this life phase can be a truly exciting and often pivotal time of life. With every episode, my mission is to support and empower you to own your menopause, because it's time to start taking care of the most important person, and yes, that's you. So thank you for being here and sharing your time with me. Now let's dive in. Hello, I am so excited that you are here and I am doing my very first episode of this podcast, although I'm also, to be honest, a little bit terrified but you're here, I am here, and today I thought I would kick things off with a solo episode for so that you can find out a little bit more about me and about why I'm doing this podcast and why I feel so passionate about helping raise awareness of perimenopause. So perhaps a good place to start today is really when things started to change for me. So I'm now 48 uh, and when I was in my very early 40s, I was a primary school teacher and I also had three small children at the time and at the time also my husband worked away quite a lot. So you know, life life was busy, but I was I was doing all right and I was coping. But it was things were busy, and I suppose you know I had to be really super organised. But up until that point, I had been coping. But I realised that things really started to change. Now, when I look back at it, I don't think at the time I was aware. But now, when I look back, things started to change really in my early 40s and it probably started with sleep. I mean I probably just got my sleep back after having my daughter and I was waking up often with terrible night sweats, waking up with feeling like I had had a bucket of water thrown over me. It's really really quite horrible and unpleasant but I didn't really think much of it. I don't know why I just thought oh I don't know why that's happening consequently not really getting a lot of sleep and these were happening really quite regularly but you know just soldiered on at the time I was doing a lot of running and that was probably my my real escape it was the one thing I could do which was guilt-free time to myself and I suppose that was the only thing I was doing for myself at the time but I noticed that I was getting really painful joints and my back was causing me real problems as well. So that was a part, that was something which was becoming really quite irritating because it meant that I wasn't enjoying runs and I felt like I probably shouldn't have been running. And then alongside that, I was having digestive issues, really bad bloating every time I ate. And also, I really noticed I was becoming really, really forgetful. I always prided myself on the ability to hold a list in my head. And all of a sudden, I was forgetting everything. I was driving everyone mad because I never used to write anything down. But I kept forgetting anything to this extent that I forgot to turn up 
at once to my child's work share. I forgot to send them in on a particular day at school in the right outfit. So all those terrible mum guilt moments were cropping up far too regularly. And the other thing which was really, really becoming annoying and and embarrassing was I kept not being able to find certain words. I was having real memory loss with words and they would be literally on the tip of my tongue, but I just couldn't find the word and get them out. So I would end up having to talk a little bit, I'd have to talk around the word which was just really annoying and I it was I was beginning to worry that I had some sort of early onset dementia but again I just put this down to the fact that I hadn't been sleeping particularly well but the one thing which really did start to creep up on me and probably affected me the worst was the anxiety and the low mood it was Like all of a sudden, a black cloud had really descended upon me and it just wasn't going anywhere. I started worrying about everything I was worrying. I didn't, that my friends didn't want to be with me. I was worrying massively about the children, were they eating the right food? And I was becoming quite neurotic and I never had, I'd never really been like that before. But there was one point, I think, which I scared myself the most and up until this point I just hadn't joined up the dots with that any of these 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 things which I was experiencing were interconnected but there was one day and I had planned to a really lovely day on the beach with the family and in my mind it was all going to be wonderful and it was actually a really lovely sunny day made a picnic but quite early on into the into the day my two boys started to have an argument about something, a typical sibling spat, which if I had dealt with it calmly would have been over and done with in a moment. But because I was incredibly irritable, because I wanted everything to be perfect, I dealt with it really badly. And I think I got quite irritable with them and probably snapped at them, which obviously escalated it. And then what didn't help and what was the final straw is that my husband told me how badly I had dealt with that situation. And he was completely right. But at the time, that was not what I wanted to hear because I felt like I had been doing everything and he just turned up at the right bits and I just, all of this, everything kind of escalated into this one moment and I just couldn't take it anymore. And on this, what was meant to be the most perfect day, I then ended up having a complete meltdown. And the kids still remember it to this day. I I can't remember what I said. I don't think it was very nice. And then I, I walked off and I remember I had my sunglasses on and underneath my sunglasses, I was sobbing so badly through the streets of Brighton and I remember I ended up in a park where there weren't too many people and I went and sat underneath a tree and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and I just felt like I didn't know what was going on I was kind of out of control and it just wasn't like me I really didn't know who this person was I felt like I'd been taken over by somebody else 
And it was only really when I was sitting under this tree where I I was thinking, I don't know, I don't know who I am anymore. And at the same time as this, I was considering leaving my job as a primary school teacher. There was a moment I remember that I was sitting in my classroom, I was teaching a year five class, and I had these three gorgeous girls who wanted who always used to come and chat to me at lunchtime. And I was just so overwhelmed with all of the books I had to mark and all the jobs I had to do. And I was so desperate to get home in the evening to my own three kids that I was really quite snappy with them and basically told them to go away. And at that moment, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, this is not why I do what I do to race through all of the jobs I had to do in the day to not give the children I was working with any of my time. And equally at the same time, I felt like my poor three children were getting the worst version of me as well. So I had decided to leave teaching. And actually, I looked to get, I bought into a a tuition franchise, which I still have to this day, which obviously entailed a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. But I was sadly one of the one in 10 women who leave their job because of perimenopause or menopause symptoms. After that incident, anyway, when I was sitting under the tree, I started to really think, okay, something's not right here. And very soon after that, I ended up going for a walk with a friend of mine who I hadn't seen for a while. And up until this point, I hadn't really talked about it to anybody I had really kept how I was feeling to myself and I don't know why I did this I think it was I just I suppose I wasn't accepting it myself and it was really my poor husband who had bore the brunt of of how I was feeling and actually even he he said to me after all of this that he was always very nervous about coming through the door in the evening because he had no idea of which version of me he was going to find because most often it was not a very nice version of me it was a probably an irritable me it was a shouty me it was a crying me it just he just didn't know what he was going to find so I finally opened up to this friend of mine on this dog walk and she was like my goodness this is exactly what has happened to me I've been feeling the same I've done my research you are in perimenopause. And that was really the first time I had heard that word. And she inspired me to go and start to research and educate myself about what this was, which is exactly what I did. I looked into it. I realized then that perimenopause can happen up to 10 years before menopause. Now, the average age of menopause is 51 in the UK. But the but the hormones, which are declining up until that point, because menopause is the date, which is 12 months after your last period. But before that, your hormones are fluctuating and declining. And that is what gives you this whole range of different symptoms and in to- there are over 35 different symptoms in total which makes it so difficult for for women to join up the dots and understand and realize what is happening to them no fault of their own 
And also, if you think about it, it just hasn't really been discussed. Menopause has been a real taboo subject for so many years. It's just not talked about. And we haven't been educated about it. We've been educated about puberty in school. We're educated about pregnancy. But we are not educated about menopause. Thankfully, that is now changing since I think it was last September, menopause is now on the national curriculum. But that is why so many of us don't know what is happening when it's happening to us. So when I had found out how ignorant I'd been about what had been going on for me, I remember feeling absolutely enraged. It was like, why, why on earth did I not know about this? How can I, who is someone who has been to university, who is educated, not know about this thing, this uh, time in our lives, which is going to happen to every single woman? How did I not know about this? And if I don't know about this, there are going to be so many more women who don't know about it either. So I took it upon myself to learn everything I possibly could. I then really started to look into all the different things I could to get myself back to feeling great again. I really do think that these menopause, perimenopause symptoms I mean, I, I kind of talk about them as the same because perimenopause and menopause symptoms are pretty much the same. I like to think of them as a wake-up call. We, up until this point, I know from my own experience, yeah, I was living my life. I didn't really think much about the consequences of my actions up until that point. I was eating pretty much what I wanted to eat. I was drinking and not really thinking about my stress levels and how that might be affecting me. And I really do believe that these perimenopause symptoms are our body's way of of making you go, stop, now is the time to stop and really look at what are you doing to yourself and your body. And the symptoms are a way of of showing you that actually things have got to change. I totally appreciate that perimenopause is the fluctuating and the gradual decline of our sex hormones. So that's estrogen, progesterone and testosterone. And for many will think of this as a sort of, it's almost like a hormone deficiency. But I do think alongside that, it's an opportunity to really assess how we are living our lives and 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 make some changes. So the first things that I did was I really looked at my diet. So I, my diet wasn't terrible, but I was eating, I I was eating, I was a meat eater. We were eating a a lot of meat and actually I wanted to reduce the amount of meat we were eating as a family anyway. So I personally, I stopped eating meat. I'm not saying that that's what you have to do, but actually for me, it really helped with so many things. It helped with my digestion. It just made me feel better. And I started, but I started to ensure that I had enough protein in my diet and I was started to include a lot more green leafy veg in my diet. And I also started to take some supplements, which I had never done before. I never felt I needed to, but I started to take some zinc, some vitamin D in winter, some magnesium, all of which for me, I felt really, really helped. Uh... I also started to juice celery every morning because I read somewhere that this was really could really help with digestive issues. And again, I'm not saying that this um, is something which you have to do because we are all so different and unique. But for me, that was 
such a game changer in terms of my digestion. And I still do that every day. So I looked at my diet. I then also looked at my physical exercise. So I, as I said, I was doing loads and loads of running. And I decided that maybe it was time to stop all this running and really think about my poor joints, which were crying out for me to do something different. So I started doing much more resistance and weight training. I still run now, but at the time, I just needed to give my joints a bit of a break. And the resistance and weight training started to build up my strength and I it really did help feel better. And I started to put do some more stretching and that has all really helped. But I think for me, one of the biggest game changers has been focusing on my mental health. And I didn't realise how stressed I had been at this time. I I wasn't doing anything to manage that stress. And stress can turn up in so many ways. And for me, that anxiety and those dark thoughts were part to my, partly due to my hormones, but it was also because I wasn't allowing myself any space or time to really just sit and be. And meditation has now is now something which absolutely is a non-negotiable in my day. And um, and really, I would recommend I would recommend to anybody. These are just some of the things, some of the changes I put into into place at this time, as well as a load of of research um, into all of this. Basically, I had four years of feeling pretty rubbish when I was in the midst of those perimenopause symptoms. And I didn't know what was going on. I then started to to make these changes and and before long I really did feel like I was beginning to have more control on the way I felt things started to feel better but there was still for me that I still had this sort of slight this lowness this it was almost like there still was a bit of a black cloud above me and so I then read a lot about HRT and again this is something which I had heard lots of horror stories about and initially it's kind of like you hear the words HRT and you think cancer but I went and did my research and this is again something I just want women to just be informed so that they can then make the right choice for them. And for me, I felt that at that time, the HRT might be the missing piece to get me to really feeling back to myself again. So I went along. Thankfully, I had a fantastic doctor who agreed that maybe HRT was the right thing for me. Unfortunately, in the UK, and I think this is in many different countries, many our medical uh, system is not geared up for this stage of a woman's life and many women are being turned away by their GPs with antidepressants and again the GPs just haven't joined up the dots and this is another reason why I'm just so passionate about giving women the information so that they can take control themselves of what is going on and anyway so the the HRT for me was that missing piece of the jigsaw So without sounding too smug, I am currently at the age of 48 feeling the healthiest I have probably done ever. 
But I suppose, although I've found the tools which are currently working for me, that things may well change. And the reason I'm telling you all of this is, firstly, I want you to feel supported, not to feel alone, not to feel like you're the only one experiencing what you're experiencing. But I also truly believe that by sharing stories, sharing each other's stories and talking to each other, we can normalise this and so that you don't feel so alone, so you don't feel like you're going mad and hopefully learn from others' experiences. Because I just want to reiterate this again, there is no right way of dealing with this. Obviously, looking after ourselves and prioritising ourselves is absolutely key. But it's about, I really want to just kind of help you to focus on helping you find your way and everyone is going to have their own way. There's no right or wrong way. I'm going to say that again. So it really is about empowering you to feel like you are able to take action to feeling good again. However, I still do have questions to ask and I'm hoping I can use this podcast as a place where I can ask those questions because if I've got questions, I'm sure many of you do too. For example, there's the whole HRT question, you know, if I, I'm always curious is there are people on both sides of the fence on this and and both of them are totally managing their symptoms okay. And so for those who are managing their symptoms okay without it, I'm just really, really curious to investigate that further and, and just find out what their secrets are. And again, there is no judgment here. We're all different and what works for some one person might not work for someone else but it's just really interesting to hear different people's points of views and different approach approaches and also let's just not forget it's not just about managing perimenopause symptoms which might be occurring now I suppose the whole aim of finding the things which make our symptoms go away are also just to make us feel good and not just for now, but for the future. It's all about being as fit and strong and healthy as we possibly can be so that we can age as well. Because if we can, if we want a long life, we want it to be an active and um, vital life. So what we do now has a massive impact on our future health. In women, the most common cause of death currently is cardiovascular disease, which is f- closely followed by dementia and Alzheimer's. And Also, another um, biggie for women is osteoporosis. You know, one in two women will get some sort of fracture over the age of 50. So that's, that is, that's, you know, that's 50% of us. But the good news is all of these can be prevented or significantly reduced with some simple diet and lifestyle moderations. Plus also, there is now more and more research which shows that, I mean, for example, cardiovascular disease can be reduced by, or the risk of developing cardiovascular disease can be re- reduced by 50% if someone takes HRT during perimenopause. I mean, that's a massive statistic. The statistic which shocked me the most and which constantly spurs me on when I heard the fact that rates of suicide in women are highest amongst those aged between 45 and 54. And there is no coincidence that the average age of menopause is 51. That's a shocking statistics. There has to be some sort of correlation between those. So all of this really has inspired me to do the work that I do now. 
on this podcast, I'm going to be talking to lots of different women because we can all learn so much from each other's experiences. And I just think it would have been such a useful thing to have when I was going through it myself. And I just can't wait to hear different stories on how different people are taking control of their perimenopause and their menopause and what they're doing to feel great. Because ultimately that's, as I've said before, that's what it's all about. It's about feeling good. So this podcast, just to finish off with, is purposely called the Positive Perimenopause Podcast because I don't just want it to be about the misery of perimenopause because I know that this time can be truly transformational. I read somewhere recently that menopause is a time of metamorphosis, not misery. I love that because I think that's so true. It's kind of like we emerge from our cocoon into this beautiful butterfly if we allow ourselves to, if we give ourselves those wellness tools, those tools to to emerge. I'll be inviting my guests uh, to share how this experience of midlife has has been a a pivotal part of their lives, a pivotal stage of their lives, you know, often changing direction and figuring out what they don't want to do anymore and instead discovering what they do want to do. So it's a time when often our values change. And when I work with, with my clients, I always invite them to do an exercise to reassess their values because quite often they have really changed. So for me, when I have done this exercise more recently, freedom became one of my top values and perhaps wasn't something I had necessarily put at the top for, for many years. But maybe it's kind of emerging out of those years of of having small children and being tied to when I was a primary school teacher to that job. Suddenly it was like, gosh, I really, really value freedom time freedom freedom to do do the work that really lights me up and just freedom to be myself I suppose this really can be an exciting time of life it may not feel like it at the moment but it can be and with the right support you know and inspiration I really want you to feel empowered and inspired to move forward with your life so that the rest of your life can really be all that you want it to be. I also just want to say, after each episode, I will ensure that there will be some sort of practical, actionable takeaway for you. Because I want this to to actually help improve things for you. That's it, really. That is it for today. This is my first sort of introductory episode, which will be a little bit different from other episodes. But it's been great chatting along to you. I really can't wait to get started properly. And um, yeah, if this feels like, if it sounds like something that you would like to listen to, please, please subscribe because that will help um, the podcast to be shared more widely. And uh, yeah, everybody helps. And I really am so grateful for your time. I know everyone is very busy. So yeah, it does. It means the complete world to me. Have a wonderful week and um, I will see you next time. <laughs>